Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my Property Mastermind Mentorship. Hello and welcome to episode number 145 of the Property Magic Podcast, in which I'm going to share with you some of the secrets to raising private finance. Now, this is very important to you because one of the biggest challenges faced by most investors is that at some point they run out of their own deposit money, and so they think they need to stop investing. Whereas the reality is successful investors will use other people's money to invest in property. Now, of course, you should use any of your own funds first before you use other people's money. But once you have run out of money, you don't need to stop. Now, I also want to say here to make sure it's really important that you know what you're doing with your property investment to ensure you look after other people's money more than you look after your own money. You also need to make sure you understand your numbers very well so you know you can afford to pay people back. This is really, really important. Now, you might be thinking, well, that's all sounds very good, Simon, but why would someone lend money to me? Well, very simply, it's because you can help them make money. And there's never been a better time to do this because inflation rates are so high and the interest the banks pay is so low Anyone who's got money in the bank has got a real problem. Their money is being devalued and eroded by inflation every single day. So if you can find people with money in the bank or money in their business bank account, you can massively help these people. Now, the first problem that many investors have when looking to invest in property is they don't think they have much of their own money. They look at the savings in the bank or the lack of savings in the bank and think they can't move forward. However, you might well have hidden assets that you can tap into and use for your property investing. This could include equity in your own home or other investment properties, and that's the way that most people buy more property. You might have money in your business, retain profit, or maybe you even got money locked up in pensions that you didn't think you could access until an older age, but maybe you can release some of those funds. So we've put together a completely free online test called the Hidden Assets Test, which will help you think about and identify some of these potential pots of money that you can use for your investing. So I encourage you to go and have a look at that test. You can find it at www.hiddenassetstest.com. And there should be a link in the show notes as well. So first thing to work out is how much money do you need to achieve all of your property goals? So let's work backwards from your goal. So first of all, how much money do you want to earn every single month before tax from your property investing? For most people, this is going to be equivalent to what you currently earn from your job or from your business. You see, if you can earn income coming in passively every single month from property that equals what you currently earn, it means you no longer have to work for a living. And what that means is you can choose how you spend your time. So this is a really important figure to make sure you're very crystal clear on. So let's think about how much you need to earn every single month, first of all, before tax. And you might say, yeah, I'd love to earn 20 £30,000 a month. And that's possible after a few years. That's not going to happen straight away. But the first goal, I believe, should always be what are you currently earning? Because that's what you're probably living on. Now, let's say it's £4,000 a month before tax. 
The next step is to work out, okay, how many properties do I need to give me £4,000 a month profit before tax? And obviously it depends on what strategy you're using. But if you're using some advanced strategies such as HMOs, houses of multiple occupation or serviced accommodation, you should be making at least a £1,000 profit per month per property. So with a £1,000 profit per month, how many of these properties will you need to replace your income? So if you needed £4,000 a month, very simply, you need four of these properties. Now, if you don't know how to do these strategies, obviously you need to learn. Places like my three-day mastermind accelerator would be a really good place to pick up that knowledge. So let's say you understand how to find them. You need four of these properties. The next step is to work out, okay, how much money do I need to buy each of these properties? So depending where you are investing, I'm based in Birmingham, and to buy a good HMO might cost about £300,000. So think about what's the value of a property in your area that you could buy that's going to give you a £1,000 profit per month. So with that in mind, remember when we buy an investment property, we can get a mortgage on that property based on the rental income that it generates, and we'll need to put in a deposit typically 25%. So from that purchase price, 300000 in my case, I'll be able to get a 75% mortgage, which would be 225000 and I'd put in a deposit of 75000 which is 25% of the purchase price. Now, in addition to the deposit, there's probably about 5% costs you need to account for. That's the stamp duty, legal costs, etc. So whenever I look at buying a property, I'm going to assume that I actually need 30% to acquire that property of my own money, and the rest will be a mortgage from a traditional lender or bank. So if I'm buying properties at 300,000, the money I'm actually going to need is going to be 30% of that, which would be 90,000. So you need to work out in your area, based on the price you're buying property at, how much is 30% of that figure. Now, once you know how much deposit you need for each property, you multiply that by the number of properties, in my example, four, that gives you the total amount of deposit money that you will need to buy all the properties you need to replace your income. So again, going back to my example, if I need four properties and I need 90,000 each, I would need a total of £360,000 to achieve all of my property goals. Now, although this is the maximum amount of money you would need, you may not actually need as much money as that because you can use a combination of creative finance strategies whereby you're not using much of your own money. So these include strategies such as purchase lease options, rent to rent, vendor finance, where you're using very small amounts of money or other people's, and also strategies such as momentum investing, where you actually get to recycle your deposit. So it might be you have just one deposit of, in this case, 90,000, and by using momentum investing, you are constantly recycling that. Momentum investing is where you buy a property, ideally below market value from a motivated seller. You add value through renovation. You then refinance to take all or most of your money out of that property. It's something we teach on my three-day mastermind accelerator, but I also have an overview on podcast episode number 31. So once you finish listening to this podcast, I recommend you go and listen to that. Now we've said all that, how do you actually find these people with money, people who are prepared to lend money to you? Well, actually, there are plenty of people out there with money. The problem is you may not know who's got money because in the UK, we tend not to talk about what we have. It's not seen as etiquette. It's been uncouth to talk about what money you have. 
So there will be people who you know who have money in the bank. Maybe it's savings. Maybe they've sold a property or sold a business or sold some shares. Uh, maybe they've inherited some money and they've got it sitting in the bank doing nothing for them. And it's a big problem. So the best people for you to work with are people you already know, people who know like and trust you. You've already got a relationship with them and all you have to do is let them know what you are doing and how you can help make money for them. And it's not about going cap in hand to people asking for money. It's about approaching them in a way that they see you have an opportunity for them to make money. So people you know are absolutely the best place to start. It could be family, friends, work colleagues, people from your local sports club, people you know, like, and trust. Then there are people you meet through property. Now, by going to property networking events and property training events, the people there are all interested in property. And anyone who has money, who wants to invest in property, they understand the value about educating themselves. And that's why they come to property training events to learn how to invest, how to use the money they have wisely. However, once they get to a property training event, they might love the training, but realize actually there is some time and effort required and maybe they're too busy. Maybe they don't have enough time. Maybe they don't have the energy or inclination to go and find great property deals. And that's where you come in. You can work with these people and either joint venture with them where you go into business together or just do a private loan where they want to get a good return from property. You can give them that good return by helping to fund your property deals. Now, obviously, you always need to get to know people very well before you work with them. You must always do your due diligence, whether you are a lender or a borrower. And obviously, they have to believe in your ability to be able to deliver and do what you say you're going to do and obviously get their money back to them with the agreed interest. So the very fact you're at a property training event helps because once you have invested in yourself, you become more investable. If someone lends money to you, they want to know that you know what you're doing and you absolutely must know what you're doing. You must look after other people's money very, very carefully. And there are people who you don't know yet who could potentially lend you money in the future. And those are people who might be attracted to you by you raising your profile, by raising your profile, by going on social media and telling people what you're doing. You're not bragging, you're not showing off, you're just being social, you're sharing your property journey and the success you're having along the way. You can raise your profile by going to property investor network meetings and everyone has the opportunity to stand up for 20 seconds to say how you can help people in the room. Now, just to be clear, you're not allowed to offer certain interest rates. You're not allowed to on social media to say, I'm offering X percent return. That's called a financial promotion. And you're not allowed to do that. Having said that, you can say, hey, I work with other people. I give them a great return on their money. And as you get to know people and connect and build the relationship, obviously, you can lend money to friends and people you know. Now, there are some golden rules when raising private finance that you need to be aware of. Golden rule number one is you must know your numbers and you must make sure you can afford to pay the interest you're agreeing to pay and also get capital back to that person. Really, really important. Golden rule number two, if you're using other people's money, you must look after it even more than you would look after your own money. Golden rule number three, you never have to 
directly ask anyone for money. You know, that could be awkward for you, could be awkward for them. So instead, you ask them, who do you know who might want to get a better return on their money? And this third-party approach takes the pressure off everyone. And if someone has money, they could speak to you about it as if they're asking on behalf of someone else and then later reveal that maybe they have money and maybe they are interested. Golden rule number four, never assume who has money and who might be interested in lending money. You just don't know who's got funds in the bank doing nothing for them. You don't know who's prepared to lend money to you. So never make an assumption. Make sure you speak to everyone and tell them what you are doing. Golden rule number five, do not offer anybody a high interest rate. As I said earlier, you shouldn't really be promoting and advertising rates anyway. Instead of offering someone a high rate because you want to help them and give them a good return, instead you ask them what rate they would like to have. And in reality, it's probably going to less than you could afford to pay, which is good because you're going to pay less. If you offer someone a high rate, either they might say yes and you're paying more than you need to, or actually you might put them off because they might think it sounds too risky. Very interesting, a lower rate People think it's a lower risk. Number six is you must always be raising funds. You know, rather than waiting till you find a good deal, get out there, talk to people, tell people what you do and always be raising, raising funds. So when you find the next great deal, you've already got money lined up. That links very nicely to rule number seven, which is always have a backup lender. You might have someone you've spoken to, they've agreed to lend money to, everything's happy, you find a great deal, and when it comes to the point of them lending you the actual money, suddenly they can't get that money. Maybe they're looking to remortgage and it's taking longer than expected, or maybe they have a change of heart. Maybe they speak to a partner who's not very happy about lending money, and they say, reluctantly, I can't lend you on this occasion. Now, that can cause some real problems unless you have a backup lender lined up ready to step into their shoes to make sure you can do the great deal that you've just found. Rule number eight, golden rule number eight, is always seek to lower the cost of borrowing. You might take on some money at a certain rate, but there might be other people from whom you can borrow at a lower rate. You should always be looking to lower the cost of your borrowing. That is going to save you an absolute fortune. Golden rule number nine is you must regularly communicate with your lenders. Find out how often they want you to contact them. Now, very often, as long as they're getting their money each month, that might be all they need. But check in with them. And particularly when things go wrong, and look, things go wrong very often in property, that's even more important to make sure you communicate with your lenders to let them know what's going on. You know, often if there are delays, as long as you let your lenders know, they're okay with that generally because they're happy to get that continued high return. It's when you don't speak to people, when you're quiet on people, that's when people get nervous. And number 10, very important, never borrow money to pay interest. You know, that's a bad thing to do. That's a slippery slope. That's actually the start of a Ponzi scheme where you're borrowing money off someone to pay interest to someone else. You can never get out of that. You must make sure you're investing in great, profitable projects that are making money for you and enough money for you to pay interest to someone else with a, a mechanism, a way of paying that person back eventually within the agreed timescale.
So I hope that kind of helps you give you an idea about some of the secrets behind raising private finance. There's never been a better time to do this. There's plenty of money out there. And one of the ways, as I mentioned earlier, to find people who might lend money to you once you've built a relationship with them is by attending your local property investor network meeting. We now have 50 physical meetings all around the country every month, apart from August and December, when we have big national virtual pin meetings. You should definitely check those out. And we also have a once a month virtual global pin meeting. And that's for our international investors who want to invest in the UK. So whether it's the monthly physical meetings or the global meeting or the national pin meetings in August and December, I highly recommend you come and check pin out. Now, if you've never been to a pin meeting, physical or virtual, you can come to your first one completely free of charge as my guest. And let me explain how you do that. So first of all, you go to the website, www.pinmeeting.co.uk. Look at the meetings that are listed all around the UK. Select the closest meeting to you. Click on that button and just look at the date and the location to make sure that works for you. Put that into your diary. Scroll down to the bottom of the page where you normally make the payment. Now, it's only £20 to come to a PIN meeting, which, as you're going to see, is amazing value because of the information you get, the inspiration, the belief you can build by meeting other people like you in your area who are successful investing, and obviously the contacts you can build your personal network through the people you meet at PIN meetings. However, if you've never been before, click where it says pay with a voucher code, fill in your details and use the voucher code, which is the word podcast. I had to think long and hard about that particular voucher code and it will bypass the £20 payment page and you come to your very first meeting as our guest. So if you've not been to a PIN meeting yet or you've not done one of our big national um, virtual ones, I highly recommend you come and check them out. Until next time, remember to always invest with knowledge, invest with skill. Thanks for listening to the Property Magic Podcast. To get this week's show notes, please visit www.propertymagicbook.co.uk forward slash podcast. You can contact me via LinkedIn. You can follow me on social media. And I highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch loads of valuable property trading for free. All of the details are available in the show notes. Until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill.